Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Go On. I'm Jaron Weatherly. Christian Nikolov. I'm Daniel Waldheim. I guess I'm a guest. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Waldheim's our guest today. Uh, again, we're this is the third podcast where I'm recording from Oregon, but now Chris, you, and Daniel are recording from a different place. Yeah, instead of me being in New York, we're uh, Daniel and I are both in Virginia. Hey, I'm from Maryland. Yeah. And I'm uh, not very crabby, though, so. Yeah. Anyway, like we said on the 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 second podcast, uh, today we're going to be talking about travel and moving both physically, spiritually, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, yeah. romantically, oh, no. comically, uh-huh. all the lees uh-huh. of travel. I'm all about the lees. It's going to be very sad, Jaren. It's going to be a, it's going to be a sad thing. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Dad, don't ask, you. Dad. You don't have to ask me. Yeah, but you're talking about the positives and the not so positives. This is this is this is the legendary father who's who got married at 19 and the man who started it started it all. He didn't get married at 19. How how old were they? 23. Okay, same, same thing. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, same thing. 22. Oh, 22. 22. Perfect segue to uh, moving romantically, Jaron. <laughs> I know we're about to talk about we'll talk it. About we're talking about now. we're talking about travel and moving <laughs> in this episode. Oh, really? So, I just, well, I just made that decision right now. Is this a positive? Because oh, I just make it up on the spot. Mixed with a negative. Like Dad, so how's it going? Oh, we can hang out as soon as I'm I'm oh. finished. Does he, he want to oh, see us? Does he want to meet about? us? Yeah. Please stop oh. the podcast. Here. Hey, sorry to interrupt you guys. Hey, no, how's it going? going? Nice to meet you. Since I can't hear them, you have to. They said nice to meet you. You're the guy. You're the guy from Cobra Kai. He said, "You're the guy from Cobra Kai." Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's, Chris. that's Chris. That's Daniel. Daniel, hey, I've heard all about you guys. You guys oh. are awesome. Thank you. And you're pretty cool. Yeah. Too. Pleasure you. to meet you. Cool. Have fun. You can't. You can't hear us. Yeah. From Cobra Kai. That's what I'm known from. Well, no, Seinfeld is what you're known from. About, um, He's well. He know. He just said Seinfeld <laughs> yeah. is what you're known for. He knows oh, okay. you from Seinfeld because I showed you. Oh, okay. Tell tell him it's a pleasure to meet the man who started it all. Awesome special guest on the podcast. I yeah. <laughs> Can you relay that message for me, Jaren? What? What'd you say? Uh-oh. Tell him it's a pleasure to meet the man who started it all. He said it's Can a pleasure to meet the man that started it all. Well, you have to meet the woman that started the other. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta say thank you to my mom, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Team, or that's true. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, we're about to get into that, so uh, let's enjoy this new episode, this third episode of Go On. <laughs> All right, hey Chris, how you doing today, dude? Uh, having a really, really, really good day. Um, just saw God move in 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 a way where um, it just seems like a coincidence, um, but it just had something to kind of do like with with college and my career and just things that I've been thinking about um, or like what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I just had a really, really good encounter today. How about you, Jaron? I had a good day today. I went out shopping with my mom. I bought some new shoes, which I really needed. I'm I'm kind of known in my family, and my dad says this is a good thing, but my mom doesn't like this. But like, all like my clothes or my shoes, like I hate to ask for new things. Like I will wear them until they're like completely worn out. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in high school, <laughs> like I think I holes. had like 
Yeah, I've had that not, before. Not that extreme, but <laughs> I, like I've had that. close to that. Like in high school, I like I would never ask for anything new. And then my mom would be like, you need new shoes already. And so like, yeah, today we went out and I found some new uh, shoes that I really like and uh, are pretty comfortable and fit. And it's weird. I was buying I was buying dress shoes the other day and... With guys, I guess you have to buy dress shoes like a size down from what you really wear. I think so. It like I wear like a ten, a ten and a ten and a half. But okay. when I bought these dress shoes, they were they were nine and a halfs, and they still had like a bit of toe room at the top. Because so, they're pointed a little bit, probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just it was just interesting to like today I bought like ten and a uh, pair of, like regular shoes that are ten and a half, but like fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, interesting, but, you know, I guess the segue out of that, shoes and travel. Shoes have to take us somewhere when we're traveling, you know. You're walking to different places, or you got to get in your car to get to somewhere, or you get in an airplane, you have to walk to the airplane. But today's topic is travel. And, Chris, you were the one that kind of brought this on in the last episode, so would you, like, mind explaining kind of what your perspective on travel and why you wanted to tackle uh, this subject, uh, particularly in this third podcast? Yeah, I think, uh, well, now that I'm in Virginia, I mean, it travels just was a recent, recent thing that I had to do. It's about a nine hour, nine hour drive <clears throat> from New York to Virginia. Um, and I once heard a lady in my church say, she said, um, every time I go on a more than a 30 minute drive, I treat it as a vacation. And I used to dread like, really long drives and um i kind of just took that advice and um just saw saw it as like a good thing like yes i have nine hours in the car to do whatever the heck i want obviously you know i can't like watch a movie or do anything dangerous yeah but there's there's so many things that i can do um i call people yeah you can talk to someone call my homies or yeah you could i mean i just had a lot of time um to i i wanted to make that time um of make it a time of prayer and worship you know i can listen to music and i can just pray Mm -hmm. um and you know i'm alone for nine hours and so it's a really really good opportunity just to seek god um dan what would um tell me something what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear travel what's one of your experiences or stories travel well here's a good thing to think about so you have a pair of shoes where have those shoes been, and who's been in them? And put yourself in the person's shoes. Um, the first, um, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So I think of travel as adventure. I think of uh, new experiences, new horizons. Um, just, and it's better with people. Go know? on, give me a story. A story? Oh, geez. About, like, what particular type of, like, what type of travel? What What is a... What is a recent vacation or flight or interaction with somebody that you had uh, <laughs> when you were trying to get from point A to point B? What was the in-between? What was the beginning? What was the end? Give me one of those three points between the beginning, the middle, and the end where something interesting happened within one of those, those sections of your travel. Um, well, one time we were in, uh, 
I think it was the BWI, uh, Baltimore, the Baltimore airport. And I don't know if you guys have heard of Cal Ripken Jr., but he's a pretty famous baseball player. And um, we, we saw the man, you know, I think going on. You saw like, him? <laughs> yeah, we saw Like, dude is like Jack. Sure, he's put on some weight. I mean, he's out of his prime, but uh, <laughs> um, still jacked, still pretty uh, intimidating. Um, saw the man, tried to get it. I think actually did get his autograph. So fun. here's a fun fact, actually. I went back. This was over a break? This is not over a break. This is just okay. a, this a story. Okay. story. So I like went and I like asked for like his autograph on a, like a napkin. <laughs> I think I think I actually got it. <laughs> so um, Who knows where that napkin is? Probably yeah, you I wipe don't, your mouth on the airport. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I probably misplaced that like I did with other stuff too, but... Yeah, um, so that's one. And then also, um, just a FYI, just if you're on Southwest, practical advice, ask for the can if you're traveling. Because you get the full, say you're getting a Sprite. That uh, is true. Mayhaps. Yes, I d- yes, that's true. I fly a lot, and I I try to always ask for the full can because they'll give it to you. They like, do. Like a full can of like soda or apple juice or oh, – yeah. and by the way, the the, uh, the airline apple juice is actually really good, I found. <laughs> like I've been trying to cut back on soda just a little bit more and I've been getting the apple juice on, oh, yeah. on my flights and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Maybe it's the – oxygen level that makes it taste better but oh yeah i'm more of a crush know. guy you know like uh orange you glad oh yeah yeah orange you glad like you're on the flight oh yeah thing. yeah yeah but. absolutely um it's um funny that you like whatever you think of travel you think of like pivotal moments within that that like journey yeah. i guess adventure that you're on so like whenever i like think back uh to like a specific like moment of like travel that are like a trip that i was on there's always like a standout moment and it's like it either sways negative or it sways positive like you rarely find moments that kind of meet in the middle where it's like oh yeah it was good but it, you know it's not a big it wasn't that big of a deal mostly those moments don't you don't remember those moments it's it's either something that was so like positive or negative and so for me like um an interesting Thing, like an interesting like hiccup in one of my trips was in January of 2019 when I was flying back from Florida to um, – when I was flying back from Florida to Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. I got in a layover in Chicago for 48 hours. Ooh. And I was by myself, and the flight – they were like – they all flights were canceled because it was a terrible snowstorm. And what I thought was going to be like a negative like hiccup in that memory of travel ended up being really positive because we had some friends – because we used to live in Illinois when I was a kid. Uh, we had some friends that were teens when my dad was the teen pastor – the youth pastor there and are now grown-ups and married and so we have a friend that lives in chicago and was able to come uh, i was able to take the subway uh like an hour and a half out of chicago and stay at him and his wife's place for the hours that i was there and i got to go to the church i got to go to their church and meet some of the people at their church and get to experience uh 
worship at their church, whereas like opposed to like my full day of travel would have ended with me probably sleeping in and missing church yeah. at college. I actually got to go experience, you know, worship with people that I haven't seen in a long time, but were very uh, close friends of ours when we were growing up in Illinois. And on top of that, it was right after I shot my first short film, Caller ID, and the whole short film was shot uh, was uh, was set in um, yeah, you got Chicago. The, you got we, the actual we, thing. We didn't have any footage from Chicago, so yeah. I, when I was in Chicago, I was able to get footage of Chicago yeah. and put it in the movie. And so it was funny how like a negative hiccup in my travel of like, oh, I'm going to be in a layover for 48 hours in Chicago ended up being a really positive thing. Um, and that's just like one example of how you could like think differently about any kind of, I guess, I guess like little momentary divot out of your normal journey, you know. And I guess we could segue. That Dude, I have to stop concept. you before you segue. Did you at least get deep dish pizza? Pizza. I did. Okay, good. That makes it, makes most, it all worth it. Some of, some of the most <laughs> delicious yeah. pizza I've had. That Chicago, the Chicago airport is fun. I'm actually. Um, I have to take I leave I leave on Friday to fly back to Virginia Beach and I'm I have to stop off in two places. I have to stop off in Seattle and then I have to stop off in Atlanta and I hear that the Atlanta airport is really fun. So but I'm only gonna be there for about fifteen mean? minutes before yeah, I get, get on my next flight. Get, get lit in Atlanta or something or <laughs> I don't is that the phrase? No, I just made it up. Oh. No, but yeah, my travel's gonna be Oh my Atlanta is a it was late. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited for my flight because I'm excited to come back home. But, you know, I, what we were going to kind of segue into was the idea of when unexpected, like, things happen yeah. in our journey. Like, we're traveling. We were going from point A to point B. Yeah. And all the in-between that happens. Is the journey. So, like, the journey as yeah. Christians – we hmm. and as young like young men in college like trying to figure out where we were going to go in our careers and our relationships and just figuring out like walking through that that field and then these unexpected uncertain things pop up and kind of create a divot in where we thought we were going to go and so like the question is that i guess i want to pose to you two and then also to myself and just figuring out like how do we how do we approach those uncertain like things that happen while we're on our journey and we know where our final destination is? Jaren, are you talking like, like metaphorically or liter- like are we talking about a literal travel journey or like Both. our life journey? It's just com- it, I'm talking about what what is what rings true to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to go first, Chris? Or oh. I'm yeah okay. Um, well, travel-wise, you, you roll out the punches, you know, that's what makes it fun, kind of. I mean, maybe not in the moment, you, but you look back and laugh. And, you know, it's like the experiences make the journey. Um, in life, you know, that's a whole different thing. I think that comes down to being content um, with where you're at, with your identity in God, and also knowing that He has plans that you know, you don't even know about. Um, and a lot of that comes down to trust and faith. And that's a lot easier said than done 
especially in the tough moments. Um, but I can say that, you know, when we're weak, he is strong. And also, in addition to that, you know, there's people that are good to, I think, um, really lean on and rely on. Um, if you have a close group of friends, um, that, you know, you can tell anything. Community. Community is huge. Family. Yes. Community, family, friends. Um, just someone that, you know, can relate to you, but even, even if they don't have to relate to you, um, like with everything, every little aspect of life, you know, they genuinely care for you. You know, those people are the best to lean on, I think, um, through adverse situations. How we're relational. Yes. Probably one of the biggest parts of our lives. Yeah. Um, the other people in them. Yeah. Our relationality is one of the, we're relational beings designed for, uh, relationships with each other and ultimately our creator, the horizontal and the vertical relationships. And, um, I think that's a huge way that we reflect the image of God actually, um, is our relationality. Um, and I guess I'll talk about the Trinity for a second. Uh, the Trinity, um, and how that applies to relationships. Sure, sure. There are three distinct beings, um, but one God. And perfect union um, and relationship with, with one another. And we are, we are distinct um, individuals um, with inherent worth because we're creating the image of God that are meant to be in union with one another. Um, you see parts of the body um, in Romans. Um, and it's, you know, it's supported... Um, theologically and it's our, our relational nature is um, supported you know through our experience you know we, we you think that yeah you think for like that that importance of the trinity being like a guiding force in where we're going huh. like it's like we can set out we can we have these this guide map in the word and then but we also have this like comfort and this guiding hand in a sense of the holy spirit in our lives as we like trek along Mm -hmm. in our lives and make like vital decisions in our careers and and, in ultimately our relationships and how we like exercise our connections with one another like chris i think it's i mean you always talk about like certain people walking into our lives at certain times and then when they leave our life like two not like not like they pass away or anything but like there's going to be seasons of our life where we are like in like awesome relationships with friends and then there's going to be other seasons where we we those they're not in our lives anymore like they're in they're not they're not a part of our lives uh like they used to be and it's it's an always like it's an ever-changing landscape but me and chris i know we talk a lot about like how kind of unique it is that that God brings people into our lives at this specific time in our journey like that that there's a reason that they've walked into our lives now and I I mean I could say that for you too like to say like that the Lord brought you into my life at this specific time Mm -hmm. in this long travel that I'm on like and how unique it is you're making me gush well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not out to make you guys. I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just a testament to I think the, 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 
You're the... tearing up too. <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm just saying it's just a it's a testament to looking at a whole looking at your life as a whole and seeing like how unique the right now is. Cause with travel, you're always concerned about where your final destination is and like maybe how you're gonna get there, but you're never you don't you're not as always concerned with where you are in the process to getting there. Like say you're going on a trip to New York and you're so excited to go there and you're thinking about all the stuff you're gonna do when you get there. Sometimes you happen to overlook the process of getting there and and where you are in the traveling towards that area and you'll get like rerouted or lost or confused. It's like there's always that that point in your trip when you're like, oh, man, I missed that turn or I made the wrong turn because you were so focused on trying to get there that you didn't realize where you were in the moment. So I want to pose that question to you, Chris, real quick is like in your life, the having to look back and go like, oh, man, I should have been more in tune with where I was in the moment rather than like, oh, my final destination or where I was, where I even came from. Like what the what the the journey behind me looked like. Yeah. Um most of life I've never really um like I don't regret anything. Um but definitely this year I've I've made it um a common thought of just like I don't wanna miss this opportunity to be a life group leader. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess in the uh, non-literal sense of travel with, like, time, like, I don't want to miss this sophomore year of, of being a life group leader. And, yeah, there's a possibility I could be a life group leader again next year yeah. or maybe be in another mm-hmm. leadership position. But this year will never happen again where I have the same guys um, on, my, on the hall. And so yeah. I've just made it – I'm just trying to – you know, not not to just go through the motions of this position in leadership, uh, but to really, really try and pour into the guys that I, that we do have, um, and to uh, spend time with them and make you know their freshman year. You know, my freshman year was great, and you know I want the same for them. Not the same as my freshman year, but I want them to have a great freshman year, and you know I want them to be like, yeah, their life life group leaders were cool. Um, but like like yeah my freshman year was good and it really helped because of my life group leaders mhm absolutely and would you say like what you learned from last year as a freshman like taking that like we keep saying the word journey but it's like everything that in our life is like a journey but that like that first year of of your life in college and what you learned from that experience and applying it to now like when you're when you're reaching these guys yeah of course um i mean sophomore year compared to freshman year is like a whole different whole different christian a little bit and um yeah i definitely look back to when i was freshman i'm like okay like just trying to put myself in the guy's shoes like okay like what are they thinking in this moment or, you know, how how could I, you know, what what do I think they would want to do? Process through um, situations. Yeah. And so just, yeah. like, 
I kind of just like go back to my freshman year. Um, freshman year definitely, you know, it was a great foundational year though. I think it really just set me up. And so when I look back and I'm here now, I'm like, that's what I want to try to do for these guys. You know, I want to have them have a good foundation for the rest of their school school year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, Daniel. For for you, what's like a I guess what's like an a a hurdle that you've had to overcome where you were kind of going about your life <laughs> like as an adventure but you kept there was a thing that you knew a hurdle you had to overcome and change so that you could get to the next like stepping stone you like, know as you were crossing like a I, river i'd say christian's the best one to ask on this because he runs hurdles and i run long distance so okay long distance but i got okay i'll re i'll reform the question to long distance oh, okay, then. okay 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 so just making sure you know the time between when the gun goes off the starting gun <laughs> yeah and I when you cross that here. finish line <laughs> yeah the middle part right <laughs> yeah if there's a curve coming up, you yeah. know there's like a curve in the road. Uh-huh. How do you best uh how how do you best accomplish getting around that that curve in an efficient way that also benefits like where you're headed. All right? Now take that analogy, metaphor or whatnot yeah. and reform that to your life. And even you could just apply it to your freshman year. Um, I would say it definitely depends on the type of hurdle. I think it's good to, number one, be honest with yourself. Um, you can learn a lot. I think college is a great formative time because, um, you know, a lot's happening. And, you know, it's yes, it's about the academics and, and learning kind of scholastically and everything um, and pursuing your degree but it's also um, experiences. It's living with the person. It's, um, for me, trying not to lose my laundry. It can be a war zone, you know, because I don't set my timer. Uh, it's okay. That's anyway. Even those simple, small things yeah. are, we're, we're honest on like, hey, we're, things hey, that have to... Transparent, right? Yeah. Uh, even those small things, like laundry, dishes, the trash. Yes. Dusting. It's like... Clean, oh, I'm naming all the stuff you would do in cleaning, but like those are all things that you have to yourself like figure out how to handle. Yeah, no, it's like so. It's a lot of it's adjustment. It's a lot of like learning to like work with people. A lot of um, just being honest with yourself. And I think a, a huge way to handle any obstacles, um, like I said, that community is huge. Um, being yeah. able to have a friend that can hold you accountable or just, um, you know, you can have honest conversations that a lot of times are not very pleasant because, um, you know, you realize, you know, you have a lot of strengths. Everyone has their own unique strengths, which is great. Um, and I've noticed that people are super good at the thing they really value, um, especially at college. Um, but then, yeah, you have weaknesses. You have lots of weaknesses and that friend, um, can help you um, see them. Um, and you have to then be able to be honest with yourself and say, is the friend right? 
Um, do I need to change this? Um, how can I change this? Um, so I think a lot of it comes down to reflection um, and taking time. Um, it kind of goes back to what Christian was saying with, uh, you know, the journey. Uh, not something I'm very guilty of, but trying not to like rush it or look on to the next thing. Um, I guess I, I've heard it said that life is kind of like a song, I think. It's like you don't, it's like beautiful and there's like music and, and different like maybe crescendos or different highs and lows and climaxes and, uh, you know, peaks. But instead of rushing to, to um, you know, get the song over with, it's like you gotta, you gotta enjoy, you gotta enjoy um, the journey with it. And so, yeah, reflecting, community, being honest with yourself and just learning to enjoy um, even even the worst days, um, maybe taking something good that happened away from them. I was watching Ratatouille yesterday with my brother. Okay. You watch a lot and of movies, just, but that's good. Uh, yeah. That's what I do for I know, you know, I know. It's that's good. what I'm going into. But yeah. um, uh, there's this quote from the movie that said, if you focus on what you left behind, you will never be able to see what lies ahead. This is some Ratatouille? Yeah. That's pretty profound. And I was I was heard that line and there's this other line in the movie that talks about um not everyone can be a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. And I thought like both of those those lines specifically and how they apply to like our journey and our movement towards something like Having to focus on – they always say like in history, you want to you wanna know your history because you don't want to have to repeat the same mistakes you made. And like that is absolutely true. I think you should look at those and, and learn from them. But where I think the trouble comes in is when people dwell on the past too much. Yeah. It's a detriment to where they're going yeah. and what – adventure uh lies ahead to quote another movie um because i'm the movie guy but to quote another movie um i was watching hook which is one of my favorite movies and in that hook in that movie after the at the end of the movie the grandma asks uh peter pan uh, essentially she's like well now your adventure is over because the movie is already is ending and he's like no to live to live would be an awfully big adventure. So I love that that quote of yeah. like looking yeah. out and seeing like there's so much more past where you, you were and even where you are and how much more you can experience and like how kind of grand and big it is, especially as a college student. Like from a college student's perspective, we are in like a very – like we're very blessed to be in a school that provides like a comfort and a – and a willingness to like it's okay to like experiment and learn and try to figure out where you want to go and ha- but like having that like you can sit back and look at the wide landscape of everything and go like oh okay i see all the opportunities that are out in front of me and i think like having that be the backbone of every kind of learning experience and how we deal with hiccups in our journey because like we'll like we'll have a plan of where we want to go but 
ultimately, and this is what I really want to talk about, the 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 idea and the reality that we have to surrender it all to the Lord. So that's like what from your Daniel and Chris, what do you think about the idea of like you know, God in, innately put in these gifts He's blessed us with these gifts in our lives and these talents that that make us who we are and are woven into the fabric of our DNA, but having to, in turn, give them back to the Lord and say, like, Lord, do with them what you will and allow me to surrender my will and where I want to go in my life to you and who the people are that you bring in to my life. Yeah, I think... Um, now that you mention it, it's like our journey of life is is kind of decided by our gifts and our talents. I'm sure there I'm sure there are people out there doing jobs, you know, that they don't want to do or have careers that they don't like and they just do for money. Um or you know, do something. I mean, I'm I'm sure people are doing things that they're you know they're good at. I there's probably people doing things that they suck at, and somehow just landed the job and they're just not fired. I don't know how. Um, but yeah, like, like I guess for you, Jaron, like you're very into film, and so that's like that's kind of just shaped your whole life almost. Like all like in the gift that you have for that and for directing, that's that has shaped your life. Um, and for you, Daniel, uh, being a future psychologist, like that, just kind of like it's totally shaped your whole life. Yeah. Um, and then I guess for me, I don't even you know. He's a bit. I'm, he's I'm, a man about business. He's he gets down to business. Yes, yeah, so I studied business, so yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in in the restaurant business, so you know, my life has already been surrounded by business, and so in just continuing my studies, um, cooking chicken parm since age two out of the womb actually prenatal chicken parm yeah, yeah. he was al- he was already cooking yeah at the age of at the age of zero two months old in, in the womb zero the womb. prenatal cooking prenatal up chicken cooking parm. up some great chi- that, that chicken parm by the way yeah. was amazing it's like it Chris, you gotta make that again i made it there are many nights yeah I think. well just for the one for, night you oh, made it that i had it yeah. i hadn't had it before that's no, good it's always good the best chicken parm i've ever had in my life <laughs> it was so delicious yeah you gotta make that again soon i will like that was so good <laughs> can i ask well i know this is probably off topic but now that we're kind of down the food route i love food um, I probably would, you know, if I didn't run, I'd probably like overweight. <laughs> um, so, what is the most like exotic food maybe you've had on a journey? I don't know. Mm, that's good. On a trip, okay. Yeah. Mm. Chris, the, you want to take best, this one? Let me think. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I've been. I've been a few places. I've been. I've been to Europe. So I've been to Spain, Italy, France, and Europe. Um, I've been to Aruba. I've been to Mexico. Um, I've been to Germany. Um, those are all all the places outside of the country. I've never been to the West Coast. I've always stayed. I, I want I've to. been I all the over mountains. the East Coast of the U.S. Mm. Um, yeah. One of the most exotic things I've eaten. Um, I remember in Mexico, I had like a like a, a coconut, which isn't too exotic, but it was it was pretty cool just drinking yeah. out of. It was so gross. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a big old green coconut, and I was thinking <laughs> yeah. it was going to taste so good. Yeah. And I, I was probably like 10, and it was just <laughs> so gross. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, But they, probably the most um, exotic is that they have, it's in Set. It's the only, it's in, um, I believe it's in France. It's called Set, and they have like octopus, oh, wow. like, like pot pie. Oh my goodness. It's like octopus pot pie. And it's like the Where only place in the world. Like, it's the best, like, the where, best. Where is it again? It's called Set in France. It's Ooh, Set. Geez. Like, S E T. It's in France? Yeah. And it's like octopus pot pie. It's, it's like octopus pie. They set you up. Um, wow. And I thought it was alright. I thought it was a little, a little bland. But. Um, a little slimy. But it, it was like, like, we went to that town. They were like. Our, our tour guides were, like, telling us, like, yeah, this, like, if you're going to get something to eat, like, this is what you should get. So I got it. I thought it was all right. Maybe the restaurant wasn't too good. They set you up but with that. It was, that was, that's pretty, that's, I think it's pretty exotic. Yeah. Has me well, beat. Well, I guess for me, I, the thing is, is that, you know, it's funny because you just brought it up. So, like, you, are like, travel to a lot of places all over the world. Yeah. Right? Physical I haven't had travel, the opportunity yeah. to do that just yet. It's one of the reasons why I'm excited to be a filmmaker is because then I get an excuse to travel around the world. But in the US? my family has traveled all over the U.S. Yeah. Like, we've been to at least over 40-something states. You've been to like, over 40 states? Yeah. Man, I've been up the East Coast, but not, not really. I want to go. I know. A lot more. of people I know, a lot of people I know that live on either this side of the states where I'm at in Oregon or on the other side of the states have never crossed over yeah yeah the like the line to the other side yeah this is so interesting yeah. to me because I <laughs> I've grown up going, going like all west. over the place yeah and so it's actually just very beautiful over here like Oregon is oh, extremely sure. beautiful yeah but is, is there an Oregonian delicacy Unique. Delicacy? What do you mean by that? Like something unique to Oregon or the West Coast. That's... Well, everybody dresses weird. Okay. Like we walk, we were walking. I'm, this is a hundred percent true. This happened just the other night. We were walking <laughs> down at the at uh, we were going to a seafood restaurant yeah. called Moe's, which is very famous for their clam chowder. Not like Southwest Grill. No, different Moe's. It was right at the bay. I love Moe's. And. They had the best clam chowder I have ever had. It was so good. But anyway, we were walking, and there was this lady that was wearing a cat like it was a scarf. A cat? Like a cat, a live cat. (laughs) She was wearing it like like it was a scarf. And this other guy, he had like... (laughs) <laughs> they they like his beard was like really long and then like it was a guy it was like a ponytail in his beard oh my god and he, the girl he was walking with like they were all uh, they were wearing like somebody i once said some i heard i once heard this joke that was like perfect, perfect. if you work at whole foods in oregon the the color of the clothes they sell at that Whole Foods is either oatmeal or throw up <laughs> and so that was kind of the aesthetic of these two people that we saw in Oregon. So, if I could answer your question, Daniel, of who, uh, what's the like aesthetic of Oregon? It would be weird people that yeah. wear cats as if they're scarves. Yeah, that's what but I expect. But anyway, yeah. um, 
Yeah, cut that out, please. Let me think of... I can't say the most exotic... I don't know if you count this as exotic food that I've ever had. But my parents, when they went to Ecuador, had guinea pig. I know that. Yeah, it's awesome. Which is, like, pretty common over there. And (laughs) I think dog... Dog is another common, like, meal. Yeah, I think in a lot of in other countries. countries, they have they just eat yeah. the dog because they have to. Or... Don't eat the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> bad. But I know that for me, we when we were this isn't exotic at all. But we we had this competition when I was at summer camp a few uh, like back when I was a little kid, where the you had to eat crickets. Okay. <laughs> which I was is like thinking that. Yeah. I've I've they're like. They're actually pretty good, believe it or not. Yeah, a little crunch. The they're salted like up. protein. Yeah, a lot of protein. Sriracha. The, the 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 downside though of eating crickets is is that the legs will get stuck in your teeth. <laughs> this is this is so disgusting and so uh, off topic. Dang, but... I just hate when the cricket <laughs> legs. Get, don't you just hate when the cricket legs get. Don't stuck you just in hate your... it? Christian, it's oh all, man, it's, I it's, it. it's the worst. Dude, why were you at the dentist, man? I got a cricket leg stuck oh. in my teeth, bro. Oh. You That's don't even the know. Worst. Yeah, that is the worst. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Long and it just gets stuck in your teeth. One of the craziest things that has happened to me while I was on vacation was last Christmas. I came home from school and my brother Evan was dying to go uh, camping, hmm. and my mom and dad, they, everybody got busy, so he wasn't able to do it with because he wanted to go by himself. And my parents were like, "No, you're not going by yourself." So he waited for me to get home, and then he was like, hey, do you want to go camping? Mom and dad won't let me go unless you come with me. And I was like, okay, I'll go camping with you. So me and him pack everything up in his Jeep, and we're like, we're going to go camping in the mountains. And my parents were like, okay, just just call us when you get there, right? So we're going, and we're driving, and we're going up the mountain, which we have a very tall mountain. Like, they're very, very, very tall here. And, and we're driving, and and we're driving and driving and driving and it's getting later and it's getting darker and me and Evan are like man we still haven't reached this campsite yet and we're driving and then the road goes from being this nice paved road uh, with two lanes to being this very skinny road with one lane and a like a road that's like breaking and it's got potholes and and the trees are like falling into the road and and I'm we're dri- Evan's driving and I'm sitting in the passenger seat like, man, I don't know where we are. And then in my like, not even thinking, I go, well, if we keep driving, eventually we'll end up on the other side of the mountain, <laughs> right? Yeah. So then an hour goes by, we lose cellul, we lose our cellular service, and we're still going up the mountain. We haven't even reached the top. Uh-huh. And eventually, I have to go, Evan. We're going to get in so much trouble. They, mom and dad can't contact us. We have to turn around. We have to turn around and go back down. <laughs> and, uh, and so we do. And we're driving down. And it's, it is even our headlights, you can't see anything. It's that dark up there. <laughs> and there's like deer and bears. No and cell service Stuff probably, in the right? woods. No, cell, no service. cell service at all. Makes it better. For yeah. like a whole two hours trying to go down. And I was like, man, I didn't realize mountains were this big. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we're driving yeah. down. Yeah. And eventually we hit cell service. And we're on the phone with our parents. And they're like, you don't get down this mountain right now. You're in so much trouble. You, you can't go camping now. Yeah, that's it. You can't go camping. You're coming right back home. And we're like, we're like driving down the mountain. 
and we're like, oh man, we're going to be in so much trouble when they see us. And we're driving and all of a sudden this semi truck from behind comes flying down the road and me and Evan see it. And the guy was honking and he's like, he did not want to wait for our car. We were going the speed limit. So he starts to push and me and Evan have to swerve over into the other lane. And this guy goes barreling right down past us, scratches his mirror. And then we have to swerve back in to the lane before any other traffic hits us Mm -hmm. while we're on the phone with our parents. And we're like, oh, man, we're going to get in so much trouble now. (laughs) So we get to the gas station where we meet them. And wouldn't you know it, they were like, we're not mad. We realized that you guys got lost. So we're going to drive with you to this campground and you guys can have your camping trip there. Hmm. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. So they drive with us. They get us all hooked up at the campsite and they go away. And so me and Evan are sleeping in the trunk, the back of his Jeep. We <laughs> laid down the, we laid down the seats, seats and we're like, all right, perfect. We got our, our thing set up. So we start blowing up the air mattress and we realized we brought the wrong air mattress. It was too big. It was the, it was the queen sized one and not a twin sized one. And we're like, oh no. And it didn't fit in the car. It was tilted. <laughs> and so the whole time we're sleeping, we had to keep the trunk open because it wouldn't fit. And we're sleeping and, and we were sleeping on a tilt and he would like roll down and like smush me into the back. And it, I would get like squashed and I would push him up and then it was just so hectic. And then we wake up and the car had died and the battery had died. Oh, man. And we had to wait there for my – we had to wait for our dad to come and oh, – and and um like make the car help the car start and then we had to take it into the thing so suffice to say that was one of the most interesting trips that experiences i've had on vacation what about you chris yeah so it was uh i think it was my senior year of high school and um i was taking some acting classes in the city Hmm. Um, in New York City, the Big Apple. Yeah, and you know, I would, I would get there. I would take the bus in, and I'd get there, and I'd probably, I'd have like an hour and a half just to kind of walk around, hang out, mm-hmm. um, and w- walk to my class. Um, mm-hmm. and so I decided to, mm-hmm. um, I love to skateboard, mm-hmm. and I was, I decided to do it, bring my skateboard into the city because I thought, hey, you know, this would be fun. Like it's like it's like a big concrete jungle. Like I can swerve around people and just like test my skills. Yeah, the electric one that'd be so cool in the city. Yeah, but this one wasn't electric. This was just a regular, regular old skateboard pushing around. Yeah. Um, I just thought I just thought it'd be something fun and a little edgy. So you know, I bring my skateboard in, skating around, having a great time, um, getting some nice shots. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and um all of a sudden it kind of just like took a turn for like the worst like I, like there was cracks in the sidewalk and like I fell like I usually don't fall but like I fell like twice and my hands were and my knees were all scraped <coughs> up and I was just like man like this sucks like yeah. like I, I, I'm in pain and it was also like winter and it was just like it was so cold in the city 
my like my hands and my like everything was just scratched up like mm. I couldn't grab anything um yeah and I was just like starting to get like really uncomfortable and just like the city already like stresses me out if I'm in there for a couple hours already yeah. um just cause there's so many people I'm just not used to that like way of life yeah. um but I tend to like put on my like New York face when I go into the city mm-hmm. and just yeah. kind of like don't talk to anyone you don't talk like... to anyone look don't look at anyone and kind of just like like yeah I got places to be places people to see right and yeah. um so a little bit and like and then like I, so I, I fell like two times at this point I'm scratched up feeling uncomfortable and then I'm right on the road and I like I'm like I see some guys in front of me so I slow down and I'm expecting him to like walk but he didn't move and I like ran right into him oh, dang. and then he was like Dude pushed me and was like cursing me out, oh, dang. like this grown man. Dang, that's and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so sorry, like. Yeah, that's... And then just like walked away and like felt bad. He's like, you can't have this on the road, and or and I'm just like, whatever. Like I walk away, and I I just felt bad, you know. I was just like, damn, I just got yelled at by some dude I don't even know. Like that's, this, like, that's to me stupid. Yeah. And stinks. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be riding this around. Like, I'm being an idiot. An, an idiot. And I'm just like, I'm already, I feel so uncomfortable. Um, and then so my class goes by and then after, you know, I'm riding around, I go to my bus stop and I just had time on the bus to just to kind of reflect. Um, yeah. And I was like, like, I was like, this opportunity, like, I'm like, this is God. Like, this opportunity was so good to just like push me and like stretch me um and make me feel uncomfortable to like rely on him when i'm like physically like emotionally mentally like feeling uncomfortable um so it was great just to you know had to have god in in that situation and maybe it doesn't seem like much to someone else but at least for me um it was a fun time riding my skateboard around but like i just felt just like just felt like physically beat up like tired yeah, yeah i had to wake up really one of those days bus, yeah again yelled at by like random strangers yeah and just feeling like a piece of trash and um on the bus ride back it was just really really good just to kind of reflect and be like yeah like that was like this adversity that i went through um like strengthened me in the end i want to hear a story from dan it's all right one more story <laughs> I think we- Yes, yeah, I'm re- we just this, had Christmas. This, no more rapping. Daniel, you tell your story. Yeah, I'm going to go down and get my a plate real quick. Okay. So my story is twofold real quick. It, the first was on a cruise. We had this this dude, Alfonso. <coughs> um, he's our waiter. And um, he's he's an Indian guy. And so there's a lot of ethnic people on cruises. So like all the like like workers are... A lot of them are ethnic, and it's really cool to talk to them. And uh, so we were at the, we were in like the the ballroom dining, <coughs> and um, rather than the buffet, which is typically you know it's a lot quicker, but it's the experience is what matters, I think, with mm-hmm. family in the ballroom dining. So that's fun. But um, yeah, we're talking to Alfonso, and we're like, hey, could you hook us up with some like Indian, uh, you know, cuisine? Uh-huh. You know, and he's like, yeah, like you know, I got you, and so like. He, like, brings us stuff that's not even on the menu. He's just a waiter that... <laughs> yeah. He's, like, made his own, like, Indian food in the back or something. They're like, yeah, we got that stuff. We can we can uh, whip it up for you. I'm uh-huh. like, sick. So we got, like, this really good, like, white rice. Oh, it's like... I mean, it's probably just normal just white. white rice? Well, no, he got, got us, like, naan bread, you know? Okay. Yeah, it was so good. And, like, some... I Probably some lentil thing or something. 
I don't know. Um, I'm probably doing a disservice to Indian food, so sorry all you Indian um, watchers. Probably cut that out, yeah, I don't know. But if I offended anyone from India, hey, your food is great, and I I can't accurately describe it. I mean, I don't think that was offensive. I mean, I'm not Indian, but you're just talking about white rice. Hey, I'm all about white rice. Alfonso's the man. Alfonso is the the bomb.com. Yeah, you got you some... Good Indian food off the menu. That sounds pretty cool. It wasn't even on the menu. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> it was off the menu, off the grid. Alfonso is off the grid. He transcends the menu. I feel like cruises are kind of... I've never been on a cruise. Oh. But I feel like cruises are very, like... Hey, your honeymoon. Stru- structured or, like, routine. Like, like huh. there's a bunch to do on the cruise, but I feel like you can't really have, like, a crazy story, you know, hmm. like... Everything's pretty regulated. Things are watched. Like employees are doing their job, um, and like you just have like a it's like a perfect safe haven kind of deal. Yeah, um, that's what. But I, it's cool that's to have thought. you know that yeah. little have Alfonso you know get something off the yeah. off the menu and to help you out with that. So that's yeah, that was that was really fun, and of course there's ports you know all and you can you explore by the it. country a little. Where did you stop? Um, so I think I've been on two maybe uh, and I've stopped um, Cozumel, Mexico uh, St. Thomas um, oh geez uh, St. Martin uh, the kind of like the Virgin Island area in uh, Mexico so that was, that was fun mm-hmm. and I think actually I had my first um, kind of like experience where I was able to take kind of responsibility with for- Alfonso? No, 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 on the cruise. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. So there's this thing called Adventure Ocean, and I was like eight or nine. Um, maybe ten. Pro- I was probably too old. I was probably on the upper, definitely on the upper age of this, like, age limit for this. It was like a kind of like a social, cl- it's probably what it was, was a babysitting thing so the parents could get drunk and gamble their money away late into the night and have their kids watched. My parents didn't do that. But maybe it was just, I don't know. I think it was just a... Fun thing for the kids. We played like games like Gaga Ball. I think that's the first time I played awesome. Gaga Ball. I love, uh, they had, I love like, Gaga Ball. Oh, it's Gaga so Ball. fun. Yeah, they had like they had Gaga Ball. They had like um, like trivia, like a movie. Like it was just fun, and they're they're kids from like all over the world, you know, on this cruise in this like kind of like social club for kids basically. And my parents were like, I was like, Mom, I really want to go to Adventure Ocean because you know, I, I loved Gaga Ball, and I was like, Yeah, I want to go. Um, and she's like, All right, Daniel, but just be back by midnight, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I remember that was the first time I'm like, yes, I'm away from my parents. And like, I had never been away, you know, like even for like 10, like, okay. For like, you know, it's like all of like three hours. Or yeah. Four. But it's like the first time I was like, Hey, I can venture off, take responsibility for my actions and like go to this club and then come back and they're trusting me to be back. And so I was back right on, right on time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, Daniel, that was good. And I was like, yes. Like, it was such an amazing... Do you guys still love me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... I loved that. That was a fun time. That's awesome. Yeah, first time being a man. I guess so. <laughs> I hadn't even hit puberty yet. Yeah. I just hit that like two years ago, so... Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of... Uh, yeah. Hey, I got many more stories for next time, so... Yeah. Well, it's funny that stories just... Travel itself is just something unique that a lot of people can relate to. I think that's mm-hmm. – I think it's important that we travel and we go outside of our house and our hometown and moving. And I moved a lot 
and getting to experience the world and different perspectives is yeah i think really unique like not only can you apply it to your own personal life but like you can get to experience and meet new people and how that impacts you like if you if you had never taken that leap of faith to go leave your hometown and move to virginia beach to go to college like where would you be now like you can't even it's hard to fathom like the relation <laughs> with podcast, living life without sure. the relationships yeah. that you have now yeah. like how important that is to you and how much it shaped you and so i i i for one would think that the topic of travel is is really unique and it it offers more introspective introspection than than we uh than we take for uh notice uh yeah. but yeah thank you this has been go on chris do you want to go ahead and wrap us up yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on to go on and listen to us chat. Daniel, thank you so much for thank coming you. on and being a guest. Yeah, a thank you, Daniel. With all your thoughts. Then I've loved it. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, we can do it again. Yeah, hopefully. I uh, can't wait. Um, our next topic for next episode of Go On will be. I'm so excited! On, I haven't heard it yet. Will be on food. I think we oh. we've talked about it a little bit this episode. Yeah. And I think Ooh, it's, we teased it. Everyone, everyone eats it, and everyone eats it. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But we can. We, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. That we certainly do. So thank you all so much for coming on. Thank, thank you all for so much coming on the podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.